we continue to feature guests who are in Israel. Uh, our good friend Shmuel Sackett, who we haven't spoken to in quite a while, he was scheduled to be with us today to discuss a, a special program that he's doing, a, an actual raffle. Uh, and I said to him earlier this morning, I said, I'm going to invite him back uh, in the next week or two, and we'll get into details about this uh, big raffle that he's holding and a campaign that they're doing. Uh, but today we've got to concentrate on what's going on in Aretz, and obviously he agreed 100%, and he's always eloquent and articulate when it comes to the situation in Israel. He is the founder and executive director of the Am Yisrael Chai Foundation. He is based in Israel. He is a local boy from the New York, New Jersey area. And uh, when you think about the role that he's had, and we'll discuss that in a moment over the last few decades, uh, he has seen it all at this point, at least at least has seen what uh, any Ole from uh, the United States to Israel over the last few decades uh, has seen up close and personal. Shmuel Sackett, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, but I wish I would have uh, been coming on, you know, better uh, for better reasons, but uh, it's always a, a pleasure to be on your show now. I appreciate that, and boy, I wish it was better reasons as well. And f- the fact is, we, we originally scheduled you for better reasons, but... As I said, you are more than invited back in the next few days, and we'll get into all the things that you're doing as a foundation. Uh, but today, through fate, because we we had you scheduled, not that there's any coincidence, uh, as I always say, the one above is the best radio producer, we get an opportunity to uh, speak with you about the situation in Israel. Shmuel, uh, what do I mean? What does my audience think when, I, when they hear me say that you've seen it all over the last few decades? You, you were at the forefront of a movement decades ago to stop the Oslo Accords. And just recently, last month, we celebrated, quote-unquote, the 30th anniversary of the Oslo Accords. I will begin this conversation, Shmuel. I hope you don't mind answering a rhetorical question. Uh, it's 30 years since Oslo. How did that work out? And and on top of that, it's, uh, what is it now, 18 years it's 18 years since the Gaza disengagement. Shmuel Sackett, how did that work out? So they always tell you, Nachum, that in the world of shalom bias, it's never good to say, I told you so. Yeah. Right? That never works out well between yeah. a husband and wife, between brothers, sisters, a business partners, neighbors, two guys in shul. It just never works out. I told you so. And certainly in this case, the last thing that I want to do is get a yashikoach for being right. When we screamed and yelled, Im yeah. if the IDF pulls out of these areas, such as the Gaza Strip, who do you think is going to take their place? Girl Scouts selling cookies? We told them what was going to happen. We told them exactly that terrorists would take the place. They would use Gush Katif, the beautiful area where the homes and fields and the bunk three vegetables and the flowers were being grown and sold from. And they would use that as launching pads uh, into Israel proper. I mean, that's also Israel, but you know what I mean? Yep. And everybody said, well, uh, that's not true. Why are you being so... 
you know, uh, uh, pessimistic. <laughs> while, you, while, while, you were ask, while you were asking why you're being so delusional. By the way, Shmuel, you got to do us a favor for a moment. And I know that there's a lot to talk about because Israel's at war. And obviously there's a lot of immediate, you know, discussion that needs to be had. But just for a moment, you spend countless days and weeks, if not more, in the Gaza Strip before the disengagement of 2005. Could you give us yet yet a, a further description of what these shuls, communities, homes, playgrounds, beaches were like when there were Jewish communities in Gaza? It is a... It is. It was a beautiful area, something like I have never seen before. And when I tell people that uh, that the area of the Gaza Strip, as they call it, has potential to be the to Israel's Miami Beach. They think I'm I'm joking. I am not. It is right on the beach. The sand is white. It is beautiful. It is clean. And it has such wonderful, wonderful air and such potential. The the children down there that, that live there and the communities, again, the breakthrough technology that they had in farming with the bug-free vegetables. I remember growing up, my father, blessed memory, and I would spend what seemed like hours on end shanking the fashtunkin lettuce on Erev Pesach, you know, <laughs> looking and holding it up to the light and by, oh my gosh, and, uh, you know, and all these things. And then came this technology of the bug-free vegetables. And all of that was, was Gush Katif. All coming so, out and, of that and, area. And, and, yeah, and when, they, and, when they, and when they gave it away, so what? We were screaming and we were yelling. And the leftists said, give, give peace a chance. Well, and you know, in, 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 the, in the day or two after the disengagement, we saw how civilized they were. We left these synagogues uh, as beautiful buildings. And, of course, uh, their first act was to make sure to destroy them and to, and to uh, de- desecrate them as best as possible. So I guess that was an early indication of where things were going, frankly. Correct. But, you know, I'm a guy who uh, failed the class on political correctness. I have to miss that day or that week, you know, in in, in my school when they taught that those lessons. And there was a guy in here in my in my community where I live and everybody's all upset with what's happening. And he came to me and said, Shmuel, how can this be happening? And I looked at him and I said, one second. You supported the Gaza disengagement plan, the expulsion of 10,000 Jews, yeah. right? You supported that. He said, yes, I did. <laughs> well, that's I your said, answer. So then there's blood on your hands. <laughs> of course. There's blood on your hands. Shmuel Sackett is with us live from Israel. All right, let's, let's talk about what's going on now. Um, first of all, you, you among others, um, did whatever you could for the families that were displaced 18 years ago. And obviously, they can never return to their communities. Uh, obviously, the circumstances are very different. I'm not trying to equalize the, the the circumstances, but it's obvious that there are now going to be hundreds and hundreds of families that are going to have a very, very difficult time, if at all possible, to recover from what has happened 
Uh, those who uh, lived in Kibbutzim where a large significant of the population has been murdered. Uh, they're obviously, not, I can't imagine they'd ever return to that area of Israel. That's speculation on my part, but uh, we know how human beings work. It would be very difficult for them to do that. Uh, I mean, how on earth, as you watch what's going on, do you consider how these families are going to possibly recover from what has happened? I think we're jumping the gun, Nachum, and that is we need to discuss a lot of things, such as how we're going to return and who fell asleep at the wheel in terms of the Israeli intelligence and all these things. But right now, the focus, 100% of our focus, Nachum, has to be on uh, taking revenge on our enemies through the IDF, the holy soldiers of the of Tzahal, the messengers of uh, Hashem himself, and making sure that we destroy the Hamas and every one of their supporters. This is something we need to focus on now. We have Chayalim on the border, uh, in, w- going into Gaza. My son is in the war effort. Uh, my son-in-law, over 100 close friends, children and grandchildren, everybody. There isn't a person here who's not there represented in some way. So that's the focus. There's a lot of questions. But right now we need to pray. We need to support. We need to defend. And we need to encourage and positively motivate all of the holy chayalim and chayalot that are will be Bezrat Hashem exacting a revenge, the likes of which this world has never seen before. And, that is where all of our strength has to be. And we should and we should reiterate, or we should emphasize, uh, that the reason you're using such strong language is, language is because our tradition and our Torah instructs us to do that. Uh, correct? I mean, this is you use the term revenge, which is resentful to a lot of people. This is what we are instructed to do when an enemy like this uh, goes ahead and acts the way they have. Right. So first of all, uh, two things need to be clarified. Number one, I keep saying and reiterating that it is the army that needs to take the revenge. We're not talking about personal individuals right. going to do something crazy. That's number one. And, right. the, and, the, and the soldier has the authority of the government behind them and so on. And the second thing is we need to start believing in what we have been praying. We just finished the whole, you know, Rosh Hashanah season and one of the prayers that we said several times was the Avinu Malkenu prayer. And in Avinu Malkenu, we pray for life and Parnassa and health. We also prayed Avinu Malkenu, Mikom Le'enenu, Nikmat Dam Avadecha Shafur. May we, may we exact vengeance and, from, and we'll, may we see it with our eyes because it's something we need to know that it has been done. And Bezrat Hashem, the, uh, the Chayalim, will do exactly that. Shmuel Sackett is with us at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app, uh, you mentioned you have relatives, as everybody does, serving in the army. I'm proud to say that now there are a lot of American parents and grandparents that have uh, uh, children and grandchildren serving right now, uh, which is something that was not the case decades back, as you remember. Um, uh, you mentioned prayer. You mentioned uh, support for our soldiers, obviously. Uh, what are some of the things that are going on uh, to support the soldiers? What are some of the things, activities that you and other Israelis at this point are involved with to get supplies to them, to give them what's necessary, to give them chizuk? What is happening in Israel? 
So um, Saturday night, you know, Mr. Shabbos, the, the whole story here broke on Shabbos morning. It started about 6.30. Of course, nobody knew anything. We went to show here in Israel, uh, you know, Shemini Atzeret and Simple Stories one day. And I went to show, you know, happy as a little kid in a, in a candy shop. You know, it's in Chustara. This is the number one day of the year. Yeah. And the happiest moment. And I'm sitting in show, happy as can be. And then, of course, slowly but surely, people start coming in and uh, telling bits and pieces. And the whole thing unfolded, as I'm sure happened uh, where, wherever your listeners are located as yeah. well. And Motsi uh, Shabbos, you know, calling everybody, make sure the kids and grandkids are okay and where's everybody and, and at about 10.30 at night, I uh, texted, I have a very good friend, Aviram, who lives in Sterot. And he doesn't just live there. He is part of the uh, ambulance force, and he's always involved in these things. And I just wrote him a few words. I, I, I didn't want to start getting into the whole story. I, I, wrote, him, I wrote him, Ma ani How can I help you? That's all I wrote. How can I, exactly what you said now. How can I help you? Uh, here I am. How can I help you? And he wrote back. It took an hour and a half since I back. He says, Shmuel, since 12 o'clock today, that means Shabbos 12 o'clock in the afternoon, Israel time. He says, I've been collecting bodies. Many are my friends. And uh, we are uh, also, um, uh, you know, dealing with, with seriously wounded. And he said to me that here in Stero, they're under fire. There is not even one bulletproof ambulance. They don't have a bulletproof ambulance. They're driving through uh, blazes of of uh, bullets, and uh, Kassam rockets are falling. They don't have an armored vehicle. As a matter of fact, even today, today, four houses in Stero took a direct hit from Kassam rockets. So I said to him, uh, "Let me see what I can do." On Sunday, I spoke to the. Uh, um, the armored division and they deal with ambulances and uh, it's only $350,000 for a brand new fully equipped ambulance that is bulletproof and that is armored and I said to them, buy it. They said, what do you mean buy it? Who's, who's paying for it? I said, I'll take care of it. I, I, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And I wired them $40,000 as a wire transfer, as a deposit and I said, start outfitting this ambulance, get it to the residents of Steyroth. And I went out to the people. I said, listen, this is what we need to do. To as, as an example, there are other things too, but as an example, I reach out to everybody and take as big or small of a part of this as you can. Am Yisrael Chai.com. That's all you have to do. Am Yisrael Chai.com. And there's a page, the Steyroth Bulletproof, um, uh, armored ambulance, zero expenses are taken, zero commissions, zero money is d- deducted. Every penny that is raised will be put towards buying this ambulance. And that is one example of what can be done. There are other things. You just have to be careful about people that are raising money who don't have as long of a uh, reputation as, as some good organizations. But there's Zaka, there's Hatsala. And there's some wonderful, wonderful things. This is what we need to do to help out with our bodies, with all of your soul, with all of your resources, whatever you can do. Amisochain.com, help us buy a bulletproof armored vehicle 
for the residents of Stero. All right, that's a, a great recommendation. I want to make it clear to our listeners who are likely spelling Yisrael with an A that the website is amyisraelchai.com, A-M-Y-I-S-R-O-E-L, chai.com. So if you're looking for it again, amyisraelchai.com, amyisraelchai.com. I actually was, uh, I mentioned this on Monday on the air that, uh, you know, this audience is so familiar with Stay Rote. I mean, obviously there are so many towns and cities that have been affected. I mean, the, the list is endless and we know that. Uh, but Steyrot has a very active uh, religious community. Steyrot has a very active yeshiva. Steyrot is one of those cities that we've broadcasted from and that we feel very close to. And, and it felt to us like we weren't getting information from there. But we, I have to assume, as you discovered, that the the carnage uh, extended there like everywhere else in that area of Israel. that They're suffering terribly over there. They are. There was gun battles there. You'd think it's, you know, it was the middle of a, a battlefield. The whole State Road Police Department had to be blown up because they were, I don't know how many dozens of terrorists that were holed up there in the State Road Police Department. Well, <laughs> they're not there anymore because the building is not there anymore. Right. They literally uh, uh, exploded, whatever, called, the whole, that whole building, and hundreds wounded lying in the street. It just... What can I say? It's you know, I have to admit that I, I just can't get my my head around this Nachum. It's just it's just something that is surreal. Yeah. It's something that we can't uh, we can't understand. But but I, I told everybody we we cannot right now right now we cannot ask these questions I, because I, I we get need it. to keep our highly motivated. Right. I get That's it. I get it. Do. I get it. There's an effort now that we have to concentrate on. I totally get that. But I have to make one observation that I said earlier. And I keep repeating, if there's one lesson we learned this week is that there's only one prime minister of Israel and he's the one above. There's only one who guides us, who leads us and who controls everything that happens in our world. And I think that this was a big eye opener for a lot of people. There's only one we can depend on. And I'm sure that when it comes to issues of faith like this, you're in 100 percent agreement. I am definitely 100 percent. And uh, Hashem will definitely uh, get us out of this. There's no question about it. Am Yisrael is here forever, and we're strong. And we will emerge even stronger than we are today. Uh, yes, we know that sometimes you have to take a few steps back in order to go forward. Yep. And uh, that seems to be what's happening now. And uh, it's painful. It's right now, there's a, there's a lot of pain uh, and like I said, in questions, <clears throat> but Baruch Hashem, the motivation in Sahal, already the stories that are coming out, uh, let me let me tell you something, right now, I have, uh, my, my daughter lives in Kibbutz Shalavim, you know where the Shalavim Yeshiva is, sure. that, that uh, area. No Fayalon. Yeah, she lives there, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, you been there? And she and her husband, and Baruch Hashem, four kids, the Lina Hera. Do you know what her husband has been doing since, let's see, it's now 3.07 p.m. afternoon in Israel, since 10 o'clock this morning, for the last five hours, without stopping for lunch, she's been tying tzitzis. <laughs> Why? Because he knows how to do the tzitzis properly. At thousands of chaylim, not not dozens, thousands of chaylim who have never worn tzitzis in their lives have asked for tzitzis. Thousands. And people donated, right, tzitzis. Sure. 
And this is not, you know, religious coercion. No one is, you know, we didn't like go around saying, hey, you know, put on a damn thing and they're just asking for it. Well, guess what? <clears throat> there aren't enough. So that census companies, they said, look, we have, but we don't have enough guys to tie it. There are guys tying census by the thousands. And that is something when the, the census get on, when they, my son called me, um, he was just at 4.30 in the morning between Saturday night and Sunday. So Monday morning, he was diving in the Nate's Minion on his base. He said it was crowded. He took a, you know, looks at the picture to me. And he said, Abba, there's a bunch of secular soldiers here. They're all coming in. They want to put on tefillin. There's not enough tefillin. He says, we need at least right now two pairs of tefillin. I said, what are you waiting for? I credit card number, so no, boom. They had the tefillin in a few hours. So when, when this is, I don't know, if, if this is what's happening and, and, and coming out of it of its own, yep. we yep. will emerge not only victorious, but stronger than ever. He is the founder and executive director of the Am Yisrael Chai Foundation. If you want to see a list of some of the things they've done, go to that website, Am Yisrael with an O, Am Yisrael, Y-I-S-R-O-E-L, Chai.com, Am Yisrael, Chai.com. By the way, you should buy the one with the A as well. Uh, you'll see that the uh, Stay Road campaign is, is foremost at the forefront, buying a bulletproof armored ambulance for Stay Road. You could donate right there. Uh, plus, you could see a, a whole bunch of funds and activities that the Amish Rochai Foundation has been involved with over the years. Plus, there's a tab at the top of the page about the Dream Raffle. This was why Shmuel was on to begin with when we arranged this weeks ago, was to talk about the Dream Raffle, which is a big deal, an apartment you shall lie, etc. Etc. Uh, I told Shmuel, and he agreed that we'll save this conversation for another time uh, when hopefully things are a bit calmer. Hopefully he'll join us in the next week or two about it, and we'll do a full thing about the Dream Raffle. But I will say, if you press on that link and investigate about the Dream Raffle, if you buy a raffle ticket, use promo code RADIO for a discount on each ticket. Again, you could use promo code RADIO, a uh, reflection of our partnership in the campaign. So again, if you go to Dream Raffle on the Amisrael Chai website uh you could use promo code radio i'm yisrael y-i-s-r-o-e-l chai.com stay road campaign full swing and you could check out uh, what they're doing on a regular basis shmuel kolakavod keep us up to date well we'd love to participate in tzitzis campaigns ambulance campaigns whatever else you could bring uh, bring to our attention and uh, kolakavod and i hope you and your family stay safe and that uh, they have a role in eradicating the enemy as we're commanded to do so. Amen. Amen. And everything you do and to your listeners, we're strong. And the most important thing is that we know you're standing together with us yeah. in this fight against evil, yeah. in this fight to eradicate the Jewish enemy. And Mizrat Hashem, Amen. And please, God, please, God, all of this will lead to complete Jewish, sincere sovereignty over Harabayat. That's the guarantee. That is the guarantee. He, it, it was. It's his Joe Namath moment when Shmuel Sackett years ago guaranteed that in my lifetime we'll have full Jewish sovereignty over Harabayat. Please, God, please, God. Shmuel, stay well and call a vote. You got it. I'm Yisrael Chai. Thank you, everybody. All the best. I'm Yisrael Chai is right.